0: Hi, and welcome to the final wake up. I'm your host, Madison Palika, holistic health coach, certified HeartMath mentor, published author of a number one Amazon new release, and creator of eBooks and courses that help you become the best you possible. I am passionate about bringing light to a world full of darkness and confusion. After becoming deathly ill, as well as severely anxious, and having doctors give me no solutions, I had to find my own way to health. I was mind blown by the things that I was finding and I became obsessed with helping other people find health and happiness outside of the system too. I'm here to help you become happy and empowered so that you can also live a life full of meaning. You will love the final wake up if you're ready to dodge the traps that this world has set for you. If you want more, you can head to my Instagram page at madison.powika. Join my club at the link in my bio to be the first one to know about sales, products, launches, life updates, and to get early access and discounts. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to the second episode in this series about the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Because the title is so long, I'm just going to call this The Atheist Series. So this episode is based off of the second chapter, and I have notes written down, but if I'm being completely honest, sometimes my handwriting is hard to read, and I don't totally remember how these all tie together, so I'm going to try my best to make them cohesive, which they should be. I literally just went through the outline of the second chapter and, like, picked out the things that I underlined or, like, the pages that I bookmarked. But, yeah, so just, just bear with me. I promise this has, like, a greater point to it, but it might get a little bit like this through the episode, so we'll see. So this is part two, the chapter, I'm gonna have to look up what the chapter is called, I will put a picture of it right here, Uh, but this is about the book I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, it's by Dr. Frank Turek and Norman Geisler. It starts off talking about how people engage in this spiritual search. So many people's main question is, is there a god? So I'm pretty sure that's what this chapter focuses on, is like, is there a god? Or is this question meaningless? So they talk about how their goal is discovering unity in diversity. Like there's all of these different things, but is there something that ties everything together? And the way they explain this is like seeing the box top of a jigsaw puzzle, right? Where it's like maybe you're doing a 5,000 piece puzzle and every little piece looks so different. Or maybe things look similar, but they all have different shapes and you don't know where they fit. But then you see the, the box top to that puzzle and it's like, oh... Well, this is the big picture, so we can go off of this, and then we can see that every little one of these pieces has an exact place. So they use this to say that there are many diverse pieces of life, but they don't make any sense if you can't see the bigger picture. And most religions claim to have that box top picture. They claim to have the one big picture and the one truth. So it continues to say that what somebody believes or doesn't believe about God actually affects every single thing you do in your life. The most important questions stem from this. One is our origin. Where did we come from? Two is our identity. Who are we? Three is our meaning. Why are we here? Four is morality. How are we supposed to live? Or how should we live? And then five is destiny. Where are we going? Like, is there something after this? Is it just life? What's the plan here? So it really just depends on two things. Either one, God exists, which gives ultimate meaning and purpose, and insists that there is a right and wrong way to live your life. Or two, God doesn't exist, and everything is completely meaningless. Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in really quick and let you know that Baby Steps Fellowship is now open. This is a monthly or yearly subscription to an exclusive Facebook group of baby Christians, people who need community and structure on this new spiritual path. This exclusive group gets access to five amazing features, a once-monthly underground church held on Zoom where we can all connect, weekly Bible study challenges like a Bible book club, We'll all be on the same page and then we can ask questions and discuss what we're learning all together in the same place. The third feature is monthly biblical topics of discussion. Things that get highly distorted or taken out of context so we can all dive in to know what the true meaning really is. Fourth, we're gonna have a testimony spotlight. This is a chance for each one of the members to have the spotlight on them to share their story and to get love and prayers. And finally, it's an amazing community of other baby Christians to learn and grow with. You can sign up at the link in my Instagram bio or DM me if you have other questions. And back to the episode. So the Western part of the world is so intellectual and they're the quickest to think that no religion is truth. And they gave this example of the blind man and the elephant where one touched the elephant and said it was like a broom. One touched a different part of the elephant and said it was something else, I don't know. They all come up with different ideas of what this elephant is. And basically, the intellectuals try to say, well, this is how it is with religion or with God. They're all touching on the same picture, but they're just getting a different perspective, and really, they're all touching the same elephant. But the authors completely disagree with this. It's like this same idea of you have your truth, I have my truth, and it's fine because they're cohesive, or somehow all these things can be true at once. But the authors completely reject this. Another problem people have with religion or the idea of objective truth is that some things in life just defy explanation. Like, people struggle with the existence of evil. Or, why is God silent about it? A lot of people will say, if God actually existed, then he would intervene. Or, what kind of a God would allow this to happen? And people do wonder, if he exists, why does he hide? Why isn't he just out there for everyone to see? Wouldn't that be what a loving God would do? And today, especially, most scholars don't even believe in a religious box top because they believe in science. And it takes it back to the very beginning. The theory of evolution has completely erased God. But the authors argue that there is, in fact, one true box top that gives you the big picture of life. So when considering this, there are four major worldviews to look at. The first is theism, which means there's one God, that this is a personal God, they created the universe, they're not a part of the universe, the way that a painter isn't a part of their painting. And the religions that fit in here are Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. The second worldview is pantheism. This belief says that there is no one God, but that everything is God and everything in the universe is part of God. Basically, that God is the creation. That the painter is the painting. The religions that believe in this are Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, Hinduism, and New Age, which I used to be heavily involved in. The third worldview is atheism, which is that there is no God at all. And the fourth is agnostic, which means I don't really know if there's a god, but I don't think that you can prove if there is or isn't. So now, while religion of course requires faith, facts are central. You have to have facts behind it. Every single religion makes truth claims, and these claims of truth can actually be evaluated through historical research, archaeology, and scientific investigation. People often don't realize that science and religion are addressing the exact same questions. Science is literally just the study of creation. So they're both investigating, but there are some religions that are not open to investigation. In my, in my uh, personal experience, I would say this sounds like the LDS Church. But anyways, the authors go into talking about people's blocks to Christianity. One, They don't want to investigate the evidence or they don't believe that there's any evidence there. Two, there's emotional obstacles like some people don't like the idea of hell or they're turned off by Christians who seem like hypocrites. Another block is volitional. People don't want to yield their freedom to some unseen god. They like living their certain way and they're not willing to give things up. What a lot of people don't realize is that faith is required in atheism too. So this is where the practical evidence comes in. When you actually gather the evidence and look at it all together, it takes way more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. And that's kind of what this series is going to be unfolding for you. A lot of people will say that Christians just have faith and like blind belief, but that's actually not at all what Christianity is and that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible actually commands you to know what you believe and why you believe it. That was something I struggled with in the Mormon church was, I knew what I believed, but I had no idea why I believed it or if I even did believe in it. Christian believers are commanded to give answers to those who ask. And this is in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. And they're also called to demolish the arguments about the Christian faith. And this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4-5. through So basically, all in all, if the Bible is true... It means every contradiction to the Christian religion is false. However, though, it doesn't really even matter how much evidence there is because a lot of people choose not to believe out of an act of their will. It doesn't matter how much evidence you give them. They don't want to believe in it. So in these cases, evidence isn't the problem. They are. But it is a choice and it's your will to accept it or not to accept it. So this is something that I'm looking more deeply into is the idea of free will and choice versus predestination. It's still a little confusing for me, but clearly when we're here on earth, we have a choice to do or to not do things, which is why the authors say that God put us in an environment that's filled with evidence of him, of God, but he doesn't expose us to his direct presence because imagine how overpowering that would be you wouldn't really have a choice to believe in him or not after that because you would just be fully convinced. It would honestly be overwhelming. But so God can't force you to love him or to believe in him. He can only woo you. In conclusion, people, instead of searching for the truth, they tend to try to mold the truth to their personal desires rather than adjusting their desires to fit the actual truth. But what we conclude about God impacts every single aspect of our lives, it's the most important question for humans to answer and to ask. So that's where I'm going to leave off with this episode today. The next episode will be on chapter three, or maybe it's chapter two. I don't remember. But the next episode is talking about how the truth about reality is knowable. And I am so excited to dive deeper into this. I can't wait to see you there. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Final Wake Up. I hope this episode sparks a flame in you to march forward in your journey for truth, health, happiness and meaning. If you want to dive even deeper down the rabbit hole, go to my Instagram at Madison.polika. There I have so many highlights dedicated to spreading even more information and value. You can also join the club with my email list, linked in my bio, to stay up to date on all the latest news, sales, and new offerings or if you want to talk to me personally please send me a dm i would love to hear from you if you love this episode please subscribe rate and leave an amazing review bonus points if you share this to your story and write what you learned tag me in it so that i can connect and see how this has actually helped you if you know somebody who would really appreciate this or somebody who desperately needs to hear what i talked about in this episode Please send this to them. Together, we can bring light to this world full of confusion and help people thrive. Thank you and see you next time.